0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law from the local lanes to the PBA tour bowling fans. Welcome to the castle lane spare time bowling show presented by the Milwaukee area Napa Auto Care Associates. Now, here's your host, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on sports radio, 105, seven FM, the fan.
1: Welcome in to another edition of the Spare Time Bowling Show. Sparky, Dwight Albert from the Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin. Phil Brylow here as well from Extra Frame and PBA.com. Lots going on uh, in Phil Brilow's world. So, Phil, what happens after you get off the air here today? You going right. to go home and watch the Super Bowl?
2: Nope. Right in the truck uh, down to Columbus we go. Extra Frame starts Tuesday from the Barbasol PBA Players Championship and. No, no rest for the wicked. Time to get down. I got to pick up some equipment uh, in Indianapolis. We got repaired so we can get it even bigger and better for extra frame viewers. And it's gonna be a good week in Columbus. Lots. Uh, you, you've got the biggest names out there. This is the biggest stretch of mm-hmm. the PBA season outside of, outside of the uh, World Series of Bowling. And it's time to kick it off with that Barbersall PBA Players Championship. Then we go to just outside Oklahoma City for the Tournament of Champions, and then end up with the USBC Masters in Vegas the week after.
1: So, Dwight, what are your plans for today? Are you going to work to drill more bowling balls for people, or are you have the day off for the Super
3: Bowl?
2: I do not. You don't.
1: (laughs)
3: I'll be giving a lesson this morning, and then I'll be, yes, drilling a few bowling balls for a while, going to see my mom in the nursing home. And and then Betty and I will probably have a quiet evening at home for the Super Bowl.
2: Have, Have you had the same thing talking to a couple of pro shop guys around town? you're getting a lot fewer bowling balls getting plugged and redrilled and you're getting more new purchases. It's kind of switched from a couple of years ago with the equipment that's coming out.
3: Um, yes and no. Uh, we are getting, it has been an up year for new ball sales, which is of course great, but no, we are also bombarded with the plug work too. And the point is obviously is which one do we choose to do? You know, I mean, so it's one of those situations where what's the hottest priority, number one priority. And of course that's getting the new balls drilled, but Uh, The tournament guys, I mean, usually there's a little low coming out of Christmas and post-Christmas, and the tournament guys are really stepped up this year and wanted to get the new balls for the tournament. So it's one of those up years, we think, um, but it's keeping us busy, yes.
2: Yeah, I know talking to a couple other Pro Shop guys in town, it's just been absolute insanity since Christmas. All the gift certificates are coming back in that people got for gifts, and People are it's trying. Good. Yeah, people are. People want to try a new ball, instead so they're just plugging and re-drilling the old one if it a, seems a little off to them.
1: Uh, okay, so coming up today, as you heard in the promo just before we came on, Dave Lamont, the play-by-play guy uh, for ESPN, the new play-by-play guy for ESPN. Seems like we go through one of these every couple of years, but uh, we got a new one. Dave Lamont. Uh, he'll be coming on the show today. Looking forward to that uh, at about nine twenty. Uh, before we get to that, also uh, coming up a little bit later in the show, PBA uh, had a press release earlier this week talking about TV ratings mm-hmm. uh, for the World Series of Bowling. So we'll get into that. Uh, and then today, actually not today, today's what the fifth? A couple days ago, I guess uh, they put up pictures. I didn't realize Bayside Bowl was being was getting a a brand yeah. new Bayside Bowl.
2: Yep.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Really? A whole new eight bowling heaven eight. is changing.
2: Bowling heaven is getting better than ever. Uh, from talking with Charlie Mitchell, I saw him. Uh, during the fall swing when we were at the uh, World Series, or when we were at uh, South Point in Las Vegas. And he was telling us the plans and everything. Big outdoor deck, solar power for the building, all this all this neat stuff they're doing. And basically it's it's two separate bowling centers. It's You open up the doors and you can turn it into one center. I, it's pretty I, neat.
3: Yeah, I think last year during the PBA League they were talking about that they were going to work on that for next year and that they were going upstairs with it.
2: It's a it's a two the the new eight lane section has a mezzanine for the fans to sit and watch down over what's going on. So in the they're building
1: it for the PBA.
2: They're kind of building it for the PBA for themselves, but yeah, but for the PBA as well, just for the TV and, and getting the crowd atmosphere in there tight. There's an actual owner. Charlie goes, you got to get an invitation to the owners box. There's an actual owners box down the side of lane one in the new section, where it's got a window you can look out and see everything. That's I love going this guy. On come on an owner's box an owner's box get out <laughs> of here yeah he showed he, he showed us the pictures of what it was going to be and it's uh, i'm going to get an invitation to the owner's box while i'm out there one way or another <laughs> that's <laughs> going to be pretty awesome I, I right next to set, jerry <laughs> jones we to yeah. set up extra frame in there that'd be great all of our equipment i don't think he's going to oh my god
3: that hilarious
1: both mm, the spare uh, brock has a spare time show there from we the go owner's box okay, and let's all go out, out there. there that'd right? be great yeah
2: Absolutely. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. See, this
1: is what amazes me. And I had planned on talking about something else, and maybe we will if we have time. But from this perspective, all these bowling alleys that are shutting down across this country, I mean, they're mm -hmm. shutting down, right? I mean, you had a bunch here in town that have shut down here in the last five years or whatever the case may be. Then you have some guys that are willing to invest the money um, and a lot of money in order to make it work. I mean just think about it in Racine Castle Lanes. I mean he spent a lot of money uh, at Castle Lanes to get that thing going again, right? Yeah. Um so from that perspective you're pretty happy. Then if you look at the other bowling center in Racine, Landerman, he spent a bunch of money um on what was Paradise West. Uh and to try and get that thing revitalized after that thing has been sitting there dead for years, right? I mean I couldn't mm-hmm. Paradise West was popular back when my dad was bowling in the 80s but it's been a long time since it was been anything else changed the name everything else but so both of those then you've got um what is it the lanes on uh on south 27th street JB's on 41 yeah JB's on 41 yeah. so you have those guys he spent a bunch of money mm-hmm. um putting money into that thing and getting that thing going too New Berlin Bowl has just always been Very good, in my opinion. That that, The bar restaurant
3: area in there is almost unmatched. 2006, they rebuilt it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did a nice job with it.
1: So they spent money on theirs, too. I mean, there are a lot of people doing that. And those that do normally get repaid by people that are coming to bowl and wanting to be there. Yet there are other bowling centers that just watch your bowling centers just just and go, well, it's not my fault. Bowling's just not as popular as it was. What do you want me to do? That's exactly what you hear, Phil.
2: And the problem is is that there's always ways to chase down business. It's just a matter of what target demographic you're going for. I mean, Phil is usually pretty full with leagues. Friday night, he Mm -hmm. was a couple lanes down. Now he does that great special on Fridays. Mm Mm-hmm. Good luck getting a lane when you're, when you're in there. You're going to be waiting for a couple of minutes when you yeah. walk in the door on a Friday yeah. night. Yeah. Those right. league bowlers are happier than heck.
3: I look at it as this. I, I, I just think that there's just two sides to a proprietor. You have the old and want to milk it, and then you have the Phil and Charlie guys that have a different vision on how to get people into the center and continue to build uh, the center, and not only that, our sport. But see, the, for me at least, and I don't know what it's
1: like in other smaller communities, as far as Wisconsin goes. Mm-hmm. But what this dude is doing, I mean, he's got a young fan base, however, he did it, motivated and excited about bowling. I mean, these aren't a bunch of, with all due respect to people that are 65, these aren't a bunch of 65 year old men that are coming in there to bowl. I mean, this base of people that he has are all what? Just out of
2: college kids? Yeah, a lot of, I think his average league bowler age, he said, was 28. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is about I mean, if half you're, of what it is here. Right. I mean, if, if your average league bowler is in their 20s, that's good for the sport mm-hmm. going forward if that's what you have. If your average league bowler is 55 or something like that, that's probably not good. That's what you want to do because if he can get those people to watch the PBA tour, which it seems like they do – um, now you're also talking about building the top level of the sport too. Now, how big is that community? That community is not very big, is it?
2: I think the metro area is a quarter million. Oh, it is Portland. Big.
1: It's way bigger than I thought it was.
2: Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's all around there. But there's people that drive 45 minutes to come into Bayside and bowl. They'll make that drive. 45
1: yeah. minutes. Yeah,
2: they'll make that because they love the atmosphere there. It's a social. It's not just a bowling center. It's a social center. Right. He's got it where it's it's, he's got cou, you know you got couches in the bar. You can right. sit around for a while. He's got very good. He's got very good food. He takes pride in his menu. That's there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, his, he goes. Yeah. Everybody's copied my Top Poutine. Everybody in Portland's copied it now. Mm-hmm. We started. Everybody's got it copied. And he takes pride in all that stuff. Go ahead and copy me if it's working.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I know well, it's good. Well, especially we're we that get, popular. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad we can't get it in the Midwest like that.
1: But, but see, it, it, and that's just it. I mean, how, how do you take it to that next level? Or how do you get people around here to start buying in at the level that he's got people right. buying in?
2: It's just a matter of most of the bowling centers you go into around here, they're old. The concourses are crowded. It's not easy to sit around once you're done. Uh, you have to have a really nice lounge area like Phil and Patianko do at Castellanes. I mean, you're not bumping into anybody there. No. That is a large- That velvet
1: pool table. Oh, man, I love that pool yep. table.
2: So, and, that, and that's that's one of the things is that you have to do something to not only get people in the door, you have to make them stay in once they're done. You don't want them bowling their three games. Well, and that's Canada. the advantage. Too much of that going on.
1: They have a New Berlin, too. I mean, that, that restaurant is gigantic. You're not bumping in anybody there either. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Whereas I bull Wednesday nights AMF Bolero and because the bar area is, you know, it's not the greatest there, and I know they're working on things. They're putting in all new uh, TVs and screens and multimedia stuff that they're putting in there to try to get people to hang around and watch and, that, that center
1: just different. needs to be redone. Yeah, I'm and, sorry, and they're working out. Everything needs to be redone in that building. Yeah, but everything.
2: everything, everybody's in there. They bowl the three games and they're out they're, they're out, they right. Yep. They're Remember by, that center eleven o'clock
0: you, on a Wednesday you night. just
1: have to get to the point of modernizing that thing because mm-hmm. people are still yeah. bowling there because it's bolero. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you you at some point, I would think, have to put more money into that thing and modernize it to get it back because that does have the capabilities of being a really hot spot for sure. Because of where it's located off
2: the interstate, yeah. But you yeah. can't hang around because we come on at eight o'clock. There's a first shift league that gets done, when we, and you're you're getting you're trying to get around each other so we can start bowling and they're done. And nobody wants you know once that's done, nobody wants to hang around and built on, do yeah that thing. built in '58, so, Sparky. Yeah,
3: first remodel was 2001 before um, WIBC Say came in. Say that again. Yeah. Say that again. Built in '58, <laughs> right? Yeah, first remodel done that I remember in 2001.
0: Damn near. Yeah. years
3: yeah yep. and oh i didn't God. care for the remodel i didn't care for it at all i liked the old one with where be, there was like a brick wall between the the lanes the settee area and the concourse you know again in the 60s and 70s and i'm dating myself again but i remember bolero when it was first built it was gorgeous it was that but it was gorgeous for the sixties and seventies, yeah. correct? When Boeing was booming, and now it's behind the times again. Yeah, it you know, is, and they're working. On it.
2: they're starting to put. They just started putting in some new, uh, some new furniture in the concourse area. They just redid the floor and the entire bowlers area, yeah. all seventy-two lanes. They're going to redo and the lanes.
1: The lanes. How are the lanes?
2: Well, the lanes are in decent shape. Yeah. They're they're synth- fifteen they're years old. Fifteen-year-old synthetics. So yeah. they're okay then. Yeah, they're in good shape. So hey, I'm averaging two twenty there. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I mean, again, it's it's a Bible spot for what it is. I'm just saying it's got a chance to be really good because of its location of where it is.
2: Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing within miles of that place, and hopefully, you know. And 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 we're talking with Dan Harrison, the GM there. You know, there's a lot of stuff he wants to do. He wants to bring scratch bowling back. He wants to do stuff for our Wednesday night scratch league and make it bigger and better. It's just a matter of he's got the corporate entity above him that can you know just look at the, yeah know, because they, they look at numbers. They don't look at the people. They look at numbers. Yeah, because if
3: you look at Baltimore as an organization, other parts of the country, I mean, their centers are beautiful. And then I'm thinking, looking at Bolero, I'm like, uh, that's the polar opposite, you know? So, I mean, that's a major fixer upper, but you're dealing again with a building that is 50 years old or more.
2: And, and one thing with Charlie Mitchell is he knows he's not going to be a millionaire off of what he does. He knows he's mm-hmm. going to do very well for himself. And he's. Well, gonna he must take... be
3: doing pretty good if he's adding on yeah.
1: this whole level of the mezzanine section in an owner's yeah. box. He can't be that hard. Yeah, off.
2: but it's not like he's out flying his private plane or anything like that. But he knows yeah. part of it is yeah. <laughs> but he knows he <laughs> yeah. knows he knows part of this <laughs> is that you know it, 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 he he enjoys being the proprietor. Sometimes you you know mm-hmm. you got the give and take, whereas with with bullmore or some of these corporate chains. You know, there's no, there's no take. It's all give. Well, we know, or there's no give. Right. It's all take. Yeah. We had
3: him on the last week of the sh- of of the year last year on our mm-hmm. show. We yeah. should get him on next week. Mm-hmm. All right. I'd like to get him
2: we'll on next week. Him. Talk about this he might even be now, listening, knowing Charlie, they, he might even be listening to us right now. They've so. got
1: the pictures up uh, at pba dot com of what this thing is looking like as, as they're continuing yes. trying to get this thing done in time. Um, Gorgeous. That that is, I and mean, it's just is amazing. There are, there are some people in this, this industry that you look at and you go, man, why can't we have more people like yes. that dude? Exactly. Trying to figure out how to get this thing to where everybody wants to get it to. I mean, well, everybody wants to get the sport to where it probably was in the 70s and the 80s. Now, again, I don't know if that's possible or not. It may not
2: be, but that's the goal.
3: Wasn't he proprietor of the year last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bullish Journal
2: Yeah, absolutely. Should be again this year.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, He's got an right, owner's box. and i love center. to just see it. <laughs> like I said, I can't wait to be there for extra frame because we're going to cover the roth Holman doubles before it gets to TV on ESPN in April. Mm -hmm. And then everything with the PBA league as well. There's an actual qualifier uh, the Thursday before they tape the TV shows to see how the teams will be seated. So the the TV
1: pair is going to be one and two then
2: the TV pair. I think will be in the, I think it'll be those lanes in the middle of that section.
1: He's got the owner's box next to one. You can't put the TV pair away from the owner's box.
2: If I was him, just I'd throw a out.
1: fist. If I'm just telling a, you. Yeah, I it, built a stupid thing for y'all. Now you're going to make the TV pair where I can sit here and kind of reach out and I'll, touch the ball well as it goes Well, the problem by. with
3: if you're on line, if the, you know, the Mezzanine section is right by lane one, I think you could maybe, well, you're above the lane, so I was going to say you might have a hard time watching the ball going to the pins. I'm assuming the mezzanine section goes behind Re- all of them, right?
2: I, yeah, it goes behind that whole section. Goes behind the it's
3: whole
1: section. The, yeah. Okay. What is it? 8 lanes you eight said? Lanes. Yeah, 8 lanes. 8 lanes. So it's going to be kind of like South Point. Because South Point is similar to that, right? Where they have that section of seats behind it?
2: Exactly. with the, Yeah, with the permanent stadium right. seating. Yep. All the way That's what it's going like. to be like. Southland's beautiful, yep. boy. If you ever
1: get mm-hmm. a chance to go out there? I mean, I know the World Series of Bowling isn't there anymore, but well, that Bowling Stadium is awesome. Men's
3: Nationals are there this yeah. year. That is awesome. And
2: there are over 10,000 teams for the first time in a, in a few years. So
3: I, as I think a lot of people want to see it, just like what you're talking about.
2: Oh, yeah. dude, it's, it's yeah. so gorgeous.
3: I was heartbroken when they left there. But well, whatever. They can have fun in Reno. Uh, okay, let's
1: take a quick time out. We'll come back. Uh, and we will check in with the newest play-by-play guy for ESPN, Dave Lamont from ESPN, joins us straight ahead. Castle Lane's Spare Time Bowling Show presented you by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. Get in now. Sign up for your bowling ball uh, if you want a chance to win a bowling ball uh, from track the track. Mako.
3: Track Mako. Look oh, me.
1: Track Mako Bowling <laughs> Ball. If you have a chance to sign up and win that, all you have to do is go to M-I-L-W-C-A-R.com. M-I-L-W-C-A-R.com. And if you win, Dwight Albrecht will do a free drilling uh, for you as well. The Late Spare Time Bowling Show presented to you by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. Your chance to win a track makel bowling ball by going to M I L W C A R dot com. M I L W C A R dot com. Dwight Albert will do a free drilling for you as well uh, if you win it. Again, you have until the end of the month to get signed up for that. Again, M I L W C A R dot com. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. He is the new play-by-play voice for the PBA Tour on ESPN, Dave Lamont. You can follow him at DaveLamont1 on Twitter. Dave, thanks for coming on.
4: Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: Okay, so for those uh, people that uh, know you from now uh, a little bit of time on ESPN with the PBA Tour, let's just go over a little bit of your background as far as you know how you got in the play-by-play field and uh, where you've been.
4: Well, I've been with ESPN or ABC since 2004. Before that, I worked all over the state of Florida where I still live, either on radio play-by-play for different colleges like University of Miami. I worked 7 years with the Miami Heat as the TV host in the in the 1990s. I've been doing I've been broadcasting since I was about 18 years old once to quickly figured out that I had zero future in athletics uh, <laughs> this, as a, as an athlete anyway. And so this was my best uh, entree into sports was uh, to go with, uh, into radio first and then work this way into TV.
1: You and I are the exact same person. I realized in eighth grade I had no future in sports and then started doing everything to get to sports talk, so you and I are together on that one.
4: Um, when yeah, you... If you get cut from your freshman basketball team, that's your hint.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just always the smallest guy in the class, so I was like, I'm not going to get any much bigger. I'm not going to bother with this. Uh, hey, l- let me ask you this. When you do play-by-play for bowling, how much different is that than, say, basketball, which is way more fast pace uh, and a different flow?
4: Completely different. I mean, in basket, you know, in, in bowling, I always get around that I use my inside voice a lot uh, because it's such an intimate setting, and you're not that far from where the bowlers are on the approach. So, I think there's a lot more silence in bowling announcing than there is in a basketball game. Although it's nice every once in a while just to hear the the sneakers squeaking and let the crowd take over. But to me, it's, it's, it's set up and react as opposed to basketball where you can really have a free-flowing conversation. Uh, I don't think you can do that in bowling as much. And plus, bowling has some such great natural sound that it's, I think it's great to let, it you know, let's hear that ball hit the, hit the lane. Let's hear it grind its way down and let's see what happens with the reaction to the shot.
3: Dave, you also have done the ladies' uh, bowling tour for many years, didn't you?
4: I did. I started, that's where I got my bowling uh, announcing starting in 2010, actually. ESPN asked if I would uh, be interested, and I started working for the USBC doing the collegiate and the women's majors. And really, I was always a bowling fan to begin with, so I jumped at the opportunity. And it was just incredible fun. And met some, some people that I really adore. And uh, that sort of gave the PBA, the, when they needed a new person to come in, they went, oh, wait a minute, this guy's been doing bowling. You know, we, at least we know he has experience.
1: What is it like to work with Randy Peters?
4: <laughs> About as crazy as you think it is. Uh, <laughs> I you know, fully agree. A, <laughs> yeah, it's been a real pleasure. Uh, Randy has uh, accepted me immediately, and he's gone through so many partners over the years, uh, and he doesn't know sometimes, I think, doing what or who's going to say what. So I try to give him a lot of room to run. I think that's <laughs> part of the play-by-play job uh is to give your analyst who knows way more about the sport than I do, uh, to give him the opportunity to uh to roam around a little bit. And if I have to rope him in, I will, but uh, he knows how to get back home.
1: Talking with Dave Lamont, uh, ESPN play by play guy for the PBA tour here on the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show on the fan. Uh, from the aspect of you know, when you do other sports, you know, you obviously have to prep, you got to get the, the the numbers for the jerseys and all that other stuff. What's the prep like? Uh, for doing a PBA tour event? Because I'm not sure how early you fly in when you do live shows or how right. that all works for you.
4: Well, starting the next three weeks, I mean, this event was that we're doing today, the Terrell Owens Clash, is a little bit of an exception because there's no qualifying. There's no lead-up to this. We just do it. Uh, I mean, starting next week, you know, Extra Frame, of course, will be broadcasting from Columbus, so I'll start to watch some of that when I get an opportunity at home, and then I'll get in town on Friday for a Sunday show and that'll give me a chance to go to the center and just scout out who's who's rolling well, who's doing well, what, how are these guys acting to the conditions, and get a chance to talk to some of the bowlers about what they're facing. And then on Saturday, once the show is set, then we have a separate interview time with each of the finalists, and then we can pick their brains. Even if it's someone like you know, Belmo, who's been on a thousand shows, you're always hoping that he'll say something fresh or something that is relevant to that particular pattern that they're going to be bowling on. Those are the key things. It's not like I have to memorize who they are because they're right in front of me, and it's a lot easier. Uh, but, yeah, there's it's, to me, it's because every condition every week is going to be different, every pattern is going to be different. How do they react to all that, I think, is what I'm after.
2: Has it been easier for you to pick up the technical end of the side of bowling the more you've been involved with the sport?
4: It has, but I, I – I still don't understand some of it, and I probably best that I don't, because again, my job may be a little bit of analysis. You know, I might notice a ball change, but if I notice a ball change, I want to ask Randy why. You know, why why was there a ball change in the middle of a match? Uh, I'll let him handle the strategies, understanding how the oil affects the ball, understanding the shots that have to be made, the adjustments that have to be made. He will always know more. I could be a bowling announcer for the next 100 years, and Randy will always have that edge on me. So I I don't try to be smarter than him. I think that would be a mistake, and, and, you know, let him do what he does, and I'll do what I do. But, yeah, I, I definitely was blown away when I first started about the subtleties that the pros understand that the average bowler, and I am definitely an average bowler, would, would never have learned.
3: One of the things that we go back and forth on the show, me being the old guy of the group here, Dave, um, is I'm more of the traditionalist on the show. As a play-by-play guy, is there a format that you prefer calling, like the stepladder versus the mini-eliminator?
4: I'm a stepladder guy all the way. <laughs> I grew up on that on Saturdays for 13 weeks. Thank you. From January, to the tournament <laughs> of champions at Firestone and Akron. And uh, that was where I learned to love bowling uh, on television with uh, Chris and Bo, and that's the way I prefer it. I understand the tour likes to tinker, and that's fine. Uh, and you know, we had the uh, unusual formats uh, in Reno when we shot uh, the one-hour shows. When when pace is important, uh, I, I enjoyed the pace of that. I thought it. We're doing the rest of February. I want five people, and I want somebody to have to claw their way through
1: i with Dave Lamont, play-by-play guy for ESPN for the PBA Tour. Of course, you'll catch them coming up uh, later this afternoon as you do every Super Bowl Sunday. What is that, 2 o'clock Central time, Phil, I think, this afternoon? Uh, uh, 1
4: o'clock Central.
1: 1 o'clock Central time, yeah, later on this afternoon. Uh, what about from this perspective? Uh, you said you were with the Miami Heat uh, uh, for a while. Uh, dealing with NBA players, NBA coaches, versus dealing with PBA players.
4: Oh, it's very different. I mean even in the 90s, which I was there for the transition from Kevin Lockery, he was probably the most down-to-earth person I've ever met in sports, to Pat Riley, who you know has this incredible, almost impenetrable aura around him, even now, even though he hasn't coached in years. it's it, There's definitely some, some different egos, some different demands. I mean, after a while, these guys just get weary, the basketball players, uh, in the middle of the year physically and mentally, and they're not as easy to deal with. But uh, in, in bowling, since you don't have that, 82-game-a-week grind that these guys, or 82-game season, I should say, the grind these guys go through, they're a little fresher, uh, easy to deal with for the most part once they get to know you. And that's part of my goal here in the next couple of weeks. since I haven't seen that many uh, up events up close, and the ones I have, have been, everything's already pretty much been decided. So I'm looking forward to you know, meeting a few more and shaking some more hands and getting to know these players better.
1: Are you amazed like we are kind of as far as where these young guns have come from uh, in the PBA tour? I mean, there are so many young guys uh, that look like they're going to be here for a while. There's got to be at least a half dozen of them that you look at and go, these guys are going to be around for the next 10, 15 years.
4: Well, I, Look, we're going to get a young gun. We're going to announce player of the year today, and undoubtedly it's going to be a young gun. I mean, you know, you look at E.J. Tackett is probably the favorite. Yep. Uh, Jesper Svensson is, what, 22? Mm-hmm. Uh, how accomplished is this guy? And, and not only young bowlers from the United States, but young bowlers from, you know, Frankie LeBois mm-hmm. is certainly going to be a rookie of the year candidate uh, from Canada. The other thing that's helped, college bowling. You know, you're finding more of the international players, and Wichita State is certainly the one you think of when you think of college bowling, and that's where Lavoie came from. But that has had a a big impact also. If you go to the right place with the right coaching and not what Chris Barnes used to call a bus driver coaching the team, uh, then you can get an incredible education in the subtleties of the sport and, and then go right into professional bowling. And that's another thing I think that's really helping the youth is having a place to go, and plus the increase in high school bowling as well. The high school there where I am in, in the Fort Lauderdale area just added bowling this year, and that's very encouraging because as these older players start to retire or go to PBA 50, we need the young players, and we're getting them.
1: What about, you know, from this perspective, as far as the purse money um, on the PBA tour, because I think... There for a while, maybe it still holds true a a little bit. The purse money is definitely getting bigger, though, as we're going forward, a little by little. That you know, guys that were going to to college to bowl and stuff like that looked at the PBA tour and said, "Yeah, man, that's gonna be awfully tough for me to make a living." You know, trying to do that if I'm not on TV every other week or whatever, I'm I'm gonna Mm -hmm. do something else. You know, with my life because I remember having story or having conversation with EJ Taggart a couple years ago saying. There's better bowlers than him that he knows that chose to do something else because of, you know, the amount of money that they thought they could make in the PBA.
4: Well, two names popped in my mind immediately. Mike Fagan, incredibly successful pro bowler, but decided that there was something else he needed to do with his life, and he stepped away from the the, the tour. Uh, He does competitively bowl, but nothing at the level level he did before. And Matt McNeil. Uh, who I bumped into in Reno last year, and I've, I've known Matt a little bit from his Wichita State days, and from he was at the IB Open at St. Louis that I worked on uh, last year. Matt is a fantastic, accomplished player. And I remember bumping into him in Reno and saying, hey, man, I can't wait to see you starting next year. He says, I'm not going to be around. I go, what are you talking about? And he, his work is his primary source of income. I can't remember exactly what it is he does.
2: He works for Tiger Corporation. He,
4: Okay, thank you.
2: Yeah. So,
4: Matt, you know, here is a guy who could absolutely make any show, but he had to choose uh, a more stable, in his mind anyway, uh, life, and that is to go ahead and work full-time. Uh, there are others, like Erin McCarthy, a replayer player on the women's tour, whose nursing job allows her to pursue the summers on the PWBA, but yeah, I, I would love to see the situation where guys and, and women don't have to make those choices, but... They're tough choices, and you, you have to think about your whole life, not just your bowling life.
1: Dave, it's great having you a part of the PBA family, and it's fun watching on ESPN. Look forward to seeing you on later on this afternoon.
4: Yeah, 1 o'clock with uh, an unfortunately snug PO, uh, which none of us saw that one coming. So who knows what you'll be saying when uh, Kimberly Pressler grabs him for an interview today. could be very interesting.
1: could be very interesting. All right, hey, man, have fun later on this afternoon.
4: Will do. Thanks for the time. Look forward to
1: it. You betcha. There he is. Dave Lamont uh, of the PBA Tour, play-by-play guy on ESPN on the Great Midwest Bank. Hotline after 80 years of helping Wisconsin homeowners, Great Midwest Bank knows a thing or two about helping you buy, build, refinance, or renovate. Visit GreatMidwestBank.com. They're ready when you are. We'll talk about that PBA event coming up this afternoon, the celebrity event coming up next. Castellane Spare Time Bowling Show. Presented to you by the Milwaukee area Napa Auto Care Association. Your chance to win that Trek Mako bowling ball by going to M I L W C A R.com. Get your entries in, get them in, chop, chop. It goes to the end of the month. Tell your friends, tell your family members. If they're not interested in bowling, who cares? They can give you the bowling ball if they win. I mean, it doesn't really matter. You're just trying to use them to get you a free bowling ball you can use in league play or whatever the case may be. And this Mako bowling ball is nice, huh,
3: Dwight? Yeah, we had our demo day uh, two Thursdays ago, and out of the eight new releases that Ebonite's brands have, the Mako by far, to me, had the best look. So I think it's going to be a very popular tournament ball. Going into April or in the end of our season, yes. That's Mm -hmm. awesome.
1: So get registered again, uh, M-I-L-W-C-A-R.com. Also, don't forget Castle Lane's $5 Fridays as they're celebrating their anniversary, 25th anniversary. Uh, And that is a very cool deal. That's noon until 9 o'clock. You can bowl all you want with shoe rental for 5 bucks. Then they have their Moonlight Bowling or whatever they're calling it down there from 9 to 11. Um, Now, this is the deal. So it's $5 all you can bowl But you have to be on the lanes and sign up to be on the lanes by 9 p.m. And then all bowling goes back to regular pricing as soon as 11 o'clock hits. So if you get there at nine, you get two hours of $5. That's all you can bowl for a couple of hours. And then it goes back to regular bowling. Get there at six, you can bowl all the way to 11 o'clock for just five bucks. And that includes shoe rental. So again, even if you live in Milwaukee, it's worth driving down there and the money Mm -hmm. you're going to save easily. Uh, to take advantage of that. And then Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., like mornings like this, you go down to Castle Lanes, bowl all you want between 10 and 1. Again, everything goes back to normal pricing at 1. But for three hours, you can go down there and bowl for less than $7. That includes shoe rental, too. Again, it's just a no-brainer. Castle Lanes, there's nothing holding you back now. Check them out on Facebook, uh, Castle Lanes. Phil Anko and his crew. Do a great job down there. Okay. So, uh, Phil Brilow, tell us, please, what we're going to watch uh, later this afternoon uh, on ESPN as we get ready for the Super Bowl at 1 o'clock.
2: Well, with the Super Clash, it's going to be similar format to what we've seen in the Chris Paul Celebrity Invitational in the past. They're going to pair up the pros with the uh, players, football players like Terrell Owens, and they're going to do a doubles competition. I know there's also going to be a special competition. They're inviting the Teen Masters uh, Under-14 champions from 2016 uh, to do a special event with uh, a couple of the pros as well, where they're going to try a football type style scoring system, where if a bowler gets a strike, it's a touchdown, and then the pro bowler has to kick the extra point by getting a strike as well. So, just something different for TV and, and the fun mm. with the celebrities, and we'll see what happens for a couple hours out there.
3: Hmm. Mm. They're going to do that. They're going to do that for the whole game. That type of format. I think it's 10 just four
2: four court like four frames. It's just oh, an exhibition frames. for the okay. team masters kids right. that are out there. Okay, because I, I was mean, thinking the a...
3: score is going to be like eighty to sixty five yeah. or something.
2: Yeah, no, that's such a great that's such a great uh, event that Gary Beck puts on. It's nice to see. We had the Team Masters Grand Finals on ESPNU. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, just after the holidays, and now yep. the the, the under fourteen kids that went at uh So team
1: this again year, for people awesome. used to watching the Chris Paul tournament, this is not the Chris Paul tournament.
2: It's not the Chris Paul tournament. The Chris Paul tournament's on. That's with Kevin Hart
1: and all those guys.
2: Yep. That'll be on later on this month, and I believe it's Friday the 18th is when
1: the and Chris again, Paul is on. Do,
2: I, I don't care what
1: it takes. Do not let Kevin Hart not bowl in this thing. <laughs> Whatever it takes. It does, this man sells out stadiums yes. around the country. This man's Twitter following is ridiculous. You have to make sure he is part of this event. Call it the Kevin Hart event for all I care. <laughs> I know Chris Paul is all that in a bag of chips, and he's hurt right now, Uh, but... Do something. I mean, Kevin Hart's just funny, dude. I'm yes. sorry. All right. So uh, let's talk about ratings uh, with the PBA Tour uh, and how things are looking right now. As far as from the Kaiko PBA World Series of Bowling Telecast, they put out uh, a press release this week. Now, they had a Christmas Day audience of more than one million viewers for the PBA Scorpion Championship. More than one million people. Yeah. Watch.
2: Pretty awesome. Got an idea. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, y'all. Y'all get a chance to be on Christmas Day again. Do a live show. Now, I know it doesn't matter that it's live or taped, right? Because 95% of the people can't tell the difference. And I mean, unless you're a bullying dork, right, that hangs out on Facebook with Dwight uh, and analyzes every little just thing. Say, just describe me. Then you know that it's taped. Or if you listen to the show, you know it's taped. But most people don't, right? Most people, casual fan doesn't know that it's taped. So I'm not saying necessarily from that aspect of why you would do something like that. But again, just me. If I can make a live Christmas Day show, and I'm gonna do what you know people don't want to hear, I'm gonna pick who I want to bowl on my live TV show on Christmas mm. Day. I'm gonna pick my guys. I'm gonna pick my stars mm-hmm. to bowl on it. Called the All Star Event on Christmas mm. Day, the Christmas Day All Star Event, and pick your guys that draw ratings that you know. Pete, you're bowling. I don't care if you're in a Walker. You're bowling. <laughs> Don't care. You are going to throw the walker across the lanes for all I care. You're bowling though. You're in it. No Belmonte, you're bowling. I don't care how bad you may have been the last year. You're bowling. I mean, th- from that aspect, if you drew a million, a million people, and I don't remember who was in the Scorpion. Who was even? Do you remember who was in the Scorpion? I don't. No. A million people for that. That is awesome. I, I mean, think you Walter can't was, get much Walter better than that.
3: The
2: Walter was in Shark. Oh
1: Shark. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, but that that is awesome that they are able to pull that off, right? 15% increase uh, in viewership year-over-year year to close out uh, the 2016 PBA season on ESPN. Christmas Day audience was the highest for a PBA event on ESPN in two years. Okay, that's good too. Now, let's move on. In addition to the viewership gains at ESPN, World Series of Bowling 8 also had strong reach and in increases across the rest of the multi-phase PBA network. The PBA's digital streaming service, Extra Frame, featuring Phil Brilo, uh, which webcast more than 100 hours of live coverage, had a 15% subscription increase over 2015. That's nice. But the big number is 49% increase in a three-day subscription passes. 49%? Why?
2: I think because of the, ma- because of the match play format. Once we got through qualifying at the World Series, there were three days of match play. And that's what people want to, to see. Twenty four, and that's exactly people want to see. All, mm-hmm. Every game meant something because it was best three of five. Yep. And uh, somebody's gone after this game. One way, or, you know, after a third game of every event, mm-hmm. somebody's gone after this game. Who's it going to be?
3: I, again, I, I, I
2: really think that's where the three day. I don't have the numbers, but I wanna, think that's where the three day yeah. pass increase came from.
3: You want to talk intense? I mean, it's like going back to the seventies again when they came to Bolero and, and for the Milwaukee Miller Classic. Why did Thursday and Friday night sell out and you couldn't even get a seat in the stands because it was all match play? And now
2: with the first two events of this year, with the Barbasol PBA Players Championship and the Fire League Tournament of Champions, there's no match play. It's all qualifying all the way through, and then you just make cuts all the way through. Hmm. So there's no match play at all. That's something that the players voted and wanted, and that's something that they're going to try it for the first couple of events and see what the reaction is with mm. not just the players, but with the fans and crowd as well. It's oh, going to be interesting for us on extra frame without my sports. take. Can I put my take on this? Yeah. You first. I don't like it. I hate it.
1: Horrible. What? First of all, so let me get this straight. So if I come to qualifying, right, and I'm a fan, I'm just watching dude bowl, other dude bowl, not bowling each other. or They're just bowling for a high score. Right. Nope. Not nah, not interested. Mm-hmm. If I'm coming and I know I'm going to get to see match play and it's going to come down to who's going to make TV, who's not going to make TV, I think me personally. Now, again, but I'm kind of Bowling Dork, not as much as Dwight, but kind of Bowling Dork, where I want to see the competition, mm-hmm. the stress level, feel yes. the energy on the room, build yeah. as this guy's yeah. got to hit this shot or that shot.
3: That's what I want to feel. I don't know if I'm going to – I can't imagine I'm going to feel that this other way. Yeah. Summer Series and at EMF West. Match play to make the top five, and it's the matches Pete Weber versus Norm Duke. You could not get a spot to stand behind those guys to watch that one match. Oh, I
2: can imagine. Now they did it at the Fall Swing Detroit. They did no match play for those annual pan arounds, but the difference was it was only fourteen. It was it was only uh, eight sixteen games total in qualifying. So you had the eight games of qualifying, they cut to the top, 16 guys and eight more games. So the field was bunched up. What I'm afraid of is that we're going to get to Friday night in Columbus, and it's going to be game number 40 of qualifying, and there's going to be 150 pins between fifth and sixth spot. Mm -hmm. And for us on extra frame, how are we going to make that exciting for the fans? Right.
1: Well, you entertain the fans, Phil, with your entertaining personality. That's how this works. That's why they've got you there. My charm and everything else. Right. Yeah. Tell jokes. I mean Tommy Maclaff on the big show he can give you some jokes. I mean, he's a stand up comedian. Some of his jokes, I wouldn't yeah, use them, wouldn't but use him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'll get in a lot of trouble probably from Tom Clark. I probably wouldn't advise using him. Um yeah, I don't like that at all. Yes. Why do the players want that?
2: Yeah. They they think that some cases in the past there could have been matches thrown and
1: Matches know, thrown?
2: Yeah.
1: I've never a seen huge a
2: match allegation. Thrown.
0: You just dropped a bomb don't, on, don't, on the Spare Time oh, holy show. Oh,
2: guys, don't try it hard if you if it's if it's the, the game before the position round, and the number one guy is bowling the number, the guy that's in 23rd place. What, you know, the guy in 23rd place is probably just going through the motions while the guy in first place is trying to get scrap and get every penny he can to make sure he stays in first place after position. Well, round. I think
3: there's a point where they know they're out of it, but I've never seen a match thrown in my life. Well,
2: I, you couldn't prove that anyway. I mean, if you wanted to miss a 10 pin here or there, Dwight, you're good enough to make it look like you didn't mean to miss it.
1: I swear to God. If I found out who was doing that, they'd be off the tour. Right. No. Go on. See ya. But I want guys that are gonna compete and be top 10%. range competitors. Yeah. If you're not yeah. there for that, why are you on the tour, man? Get yeah. off. It that makes oh, no sense. Boil oh boy. That would infuriate me. And, oh yeah. Well. That's a whole. He opened up a whole <laughs> can of worms. This is all he did. Opened a whole can of worms. Good thing yeah. we're not on a national ESPN. People, this would be the headline on Sports Center. Bowlers throwing matches. <laughs> It'd be all over the place. USA Today would have a spread on it. I've Phil Brown would be it. interviewed by everybody. The PBA would be denying it up and down. Phil doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> it, yeah, this would be just would just completely blow up. Yeah, that's that. You don't want to hear that type of stuff. Oh, no. So now because. There's not match play, and now you're bowling high score type stuff. So now the guy in 50th place is going to try harder?
2: No, they're going to make cuts as the week goes on. So by the time we get to the last round Friday night, there's only, I believe there's only 16 bowlers bowling that last round. So how
1: much of a chance does a 16th bowler really have if you don't have match play?
2: It all depends on how close the field is, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how this is the first time they're really doing this with a long format event, so it's going to be interesting to see where it ends up and,
1: Dude, give me match play. Give me one versus 16, and if 16 beats one, one's out and 16 advances. Give me that drama. You'll
2: you'll get that back at the Masters. The Masters didn't change their format. That's still the 64 guys in the bracket after qualifying, and then three-game total pin matches until we get to the five on TV. So that's still, for the purists, that's still going to be out there on extra frame. You can watch all those matches and the winner's bracket, loser's bracket until they get all the way through and – Get to our top five, so that'll still be there. But yeah, for for the first two events this year, it's it's strictly qualifying all the way through.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Unbelievable! So four games yeah. of qualifying. Look, uh, here's the the thing that I think of right away when I hear that is why do you think college basketball when they get to March Madness is is so exciting? Because it's sixty four to thirty two to sixteen to eight four two and one. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's that one on one match play type of thing. Well,
2: look at when the exempt tour first came out. What was that? One versus 64 every week, best of seven matches. And all of a sudden, bowlers didn't like that format. So they had the seven games of qualifying and only made it 32 in that advance to the bracket. And eventually, after enough stuff got said back and forth and people didn't like the formats, all of a sudden we're back to what it was in the 70s and 80s with the qualifying and the match play. And now they're trying something different again.
1: Hmm. He is Phil Brillo, uh, Extra Frame uh, with the PBA.com. Dwight Albrecht here as well. New Berlin Pro Shop. New Berlin Spare Time Pro Shop. That's why we call this bowling show the Spare Time Bowling Show. I'm Steve Sparky Fiverr. Catch me weekday afternoons from 2 to 6 on the Wendy's Big Show. We'll come back. And, uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit about what bowling alleys uh, are like at different times of the year compared to grocery stores. Yeah, I said it. Stay tuned to find out more. That's Spare Time Bowling Show. Presenting to you by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. Check them out at milwcar.com. M-I-L-W-C-A-R.com. Chance to win a track Mako bowling ball. Uh, all you have to do is sign up. Uh, it's pretty simple. Not all that hard. And again, like I said earlier, tell your friends and family members, even if they're not bowling fans, sign up. And if they win, they can give you the bowling ball and have Dwight Albrecht drill it for you for free as many people, as you know, involved in this drawing to help you win. It's not rocket science. More things you have in, the better chance you have of winning the drawing, right?
0: Not yeah, that hard. Yeah, and you get to meet me. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> yeah.
3: There is that too, Dwight. They get to meet you. Sheesh. Uh,
1: okay. So, I talked about this last night on our uh, Milwaukee Bucks Big and Say Post game. Showing like I got like three minutes left. Um, so, I, I realized yesterday... That going grocery shopping the day before the Super Bowl was dumb, just stupid because it's packed. So, the day before Thanksgiving, it's a big day to go shopping, right? The day before, you know, Christmas, Christmas Eve in that area, dumb because mm-hmm. the grocery stores are gonna be packed. day before Easter, it's gonna be packed. I wasn't thinking clearly with that. What days of the year for open bowling are the biggest for bowling centers? Uh, around the country when you start talking about, okay, well, I'm going to go bowling here. I better make sure I get there early or whatever the case may be. Because I can think of right away, Like everybody seemingly has a Thanksgiving nine-pin no-tap tournament. I, yeah. I think that's one that's easy. That's the most popular in my mind
3: that people I, go. I would say the night before Thanksgiving.
1: The Wednesday bo- night, too. Before The Thanksgiving.
3: bowling alley is typically packed with a waiting list. The first year that we were at New Berlin, they were out-the-door Sparky yep. waiting. To get away wow. out the dark,
2: yeah, even this year at Bolero, we got done blowing on Wednesday night, and there were there were <laughs> there were forty lanes going after we were done. It was it
3: what was, about uh, New Year's Eve? Yep, New Year's Eve is huge. Also, we actually New Berlin has squads of um, like uh, like you get a a, a pitcher yeah. of beer, a pizza, yeah. a, a party type of thing, and they turn off the lights. And there's several shifts during the so you'll have like one at two to five, and then five to. Eight and eight to eleven, and stuff. So, you like that. pay to get on a three hour block or whatever the yes. case may be, and then you have to be
1: out. They don't let you sit there all night and bowl.
3: Well, you got, yeah, you got the next reservation yeah, group coming in. Because yeah. mm-hmm. they
2: kind of, and they kind of gear the different shifts. Like, if you have younger kids, they'll do a, right, a fake earlier. ball drop at 6 p.m. Right. And, hey, Happy New Year. Oh, nice. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's so a good idea. Too, yeah. yeah, that's really good. So, it's really family friendly on top of it. So,
1: yeah. Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, New Year's Eve, what do bowling alleys look like on Super Bowl Sunday? Dead?
3: Yeah, I would imagine they're no, not dead, but I just don't think there's a lot in the lanes. Everyone's watching the Super Bowl, right? Having dinner, watching TV. Yeah, I I know the the year the Packers made it uh, 2010, the year that we won. No one was bowling, but the whole (laughs) concourse was full of people watching the game, having dinner.
2: Yeah. And I know places that will do. There's some I I can't remember some places up north of Milwaukee that are doing uh, 51 cent games of bowling today during the Super Bowl. So if you come out and bowl during the Super Bowl, it's only 51 cents a game. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's a great to do, do it.
1: I would have the Super Bowl on every TV in the house, yeah. and I'd have the audio piped in over the top. Yeah. Right. So if you wanted to hear commercials, whatever else, it would be on. Yeah. And then, you know, run Super Bowl specials uh, to go along with it. All right, that'll do it for the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show, presented to you by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. My thanks to Dave Lamont, play-by-play guy for the PBA Tour and ESPN for joining us. Next week, we're going to talk to hopefully the owner of Bowling Heaven <laughs> as they continue to expand heaven. My goodness. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, Phil Brilo, Dwight Albrecht of the Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin. we will talk to you next week. Same time, 9 o'clock, here on The Fan.